welcome, welcome, happy Sunday. Welcome to a special weekend edition of NPL Legal Dish, my um, usually weeknight um, live broadcast. But um, I didn't go live on Fridays, and I had said I was going to go live on Saturday, and my day just got totally away from me. So we are here on Sunday. Um, may not be on time, but I'll be here when you need me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm usually good about keeping my appointments, but uh, the last couple days have been very draining on myself, and I'm really, um, I'm really uh, adamant about respecting my body and respecting, you know, me needing rest. So if I feel like I can't give you a quality show, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to disrespect you. I don't want to disrespect my work. So when I don't come on, believe me, it's because it's better that I don't come on. I don't want to disrespect y'all. I don't want to waste your time because I can't give you my 100% on the show. Okay? All right. So I apologize for not being on yesterday. Um... And I also wanted to explain why, right? Okay. So now that uh, I have gotten through all of that, I want to uh, say hi to everybody. Like I said, I'm Natalie Pierre Lewis. Uh, this is my usually weeknight broadcast um, where we learn business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Um, uh, I am Natalie, uh, I'm the host of the show. I'm also the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. Uh, what that means is I help entrepreneurs um, get their business paperwork together. So if you need help with things like contracts, getting registered with the state, brand protection through trademarks, uh, copyrights, or patents, hiring employees properly, getting EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, operating agreements, I help you do all of that stuff. Um, why am I qualified to do that? I'm so happy that you asked. Uh, I am a licensed attorney. I have been one for 13 years and counting. I have started multiple businesses for myself and others. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but so many of you, hello, whoever's watching on Facebook, but so many of you have amazing uh, business ideas, and if you're going to be successful, there are just some concepts that you're going to need to know. And that's where I come in. Um, if you need help getting your business formation strategy um, together, uh, you can set up a free 15-minute consultation using the link in my bio, linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. Uh, side note, um, my one-hour coaching sessions for 2019 will be ending December 15th. So Please book your appointments before then. After that, I will not be taking any more appointments, and prices are going up on, in 2020. So I would suggest you book your appointment now. All right. Um, what else do I want to let you guys know? Um, a lot of the concepts that we are going to talk about for this show can, you can find um, in my trademark toolkit uh, ebook. It is for sale for $9.97 right now in my um, e-store. If you Go to the link in my bio, linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. There is a button right there where you can access my trademark toolkit and all of the ebooks that I have written. I'm kind of a business nerd. I write a lot of ebooks. So uh, there's about nine or so in there, including um, if you want the whole spectrum of intellectual property, meaning trademarks, patents, and copyrights, I have my Protect Your Biz ebook bundle for $29 in my e store as well. 
All right, so that's enough um, shilling on my end. Uh, let's get down to business. So um, I'm going to talk about these stories. And uh, if, for those of you watching, if you have questions, drop them in the comment box. Um, we don't have any viewers right now. I'm not really expecting a lot of viewers this morning because it is Sunday morning. A lot of you may be at church. A lot of you are sleeping in. One thing you need to know about me is I am an early bird. I've been up since 3 o'clock this morning. Um, and that is when I feel most productive. So that's why I wanted to get on here and, you know, crank out this episode, all right? So it might be shorter than usual, but we're still going to get the information out. Um, yes, okay. So the first story that we are talking about, I actually um, had a poll about this in my social media stories on Friday. So um, I had posted a picture of some popcorn, um, and it had the name Mrs. Fields on it, and I asked everybody if they had 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 any, and only one person um, out of the number who responded said yes. So apparently people aren't really into Mrs. Fields' popcorn. Um, but here's why. I'm asking, hello, person on Facebook, have you ever had Mrs. Fields' popcorn? You here watching me, you don't want to say hi, hi, I see you, I see that eye in the corner, I see you, say hi. <laughs> All right. Um, yes. So uh, the first story we're talking about has to do with Mrs. Fields. So we know Mrs. Fields, they make cookies, right? But Mrs. Fields also has licensing agreements with other companies. So Mrs. Fields doesn't make popcorn, but they do rent out their name to companies that make popcorn, right? So this is the case of Mrs. Fields, the cookie company, versus the Mrs. Fields apparently popcorn company. This company is called MFGPC. Hi, Zephyrina. It is so nice to meet you. Thank you for saying hello. Um, yes, Zephyrina, have you had any Mrs. Fields popcorn or a Mrs. Fields cookie? Let me know. Okay? So like I was saying, Mrs. Fields, even though they don't make popcorn, they did rent their name out to a popcorn company. So, you know, the company paid them a certain amount of money to be able to put the Mrs. Fields name on their product, right? However, this popcorn company, like they made like really decadent popcorn. So it was like chocolate drizzled, caramel drizzled, you know, like you get those really fancy popcorns. I'm not a big popcorn fan because I just don't like popcorn getting stuck in my teeth, but apparently it's a thing, whatever. Anyway, this popcorn plant, a fire ruined, um, ruined the plant, right? So they weren't able to make their popcorn. Now, on top of the licensing agreement with Mrs. Field, which means that we let you use our name in return, you pay us some of the money you get for the popcorn, right? That's their licensing agreement. Not, not so, you don't like Mrs. Field? Okay, that's cool. All right. So this popcorn company, their plant burned down, so they couldn't make popcorn, right? Um, so they didn't pay Mrs. Fields the money that Mrs. Fields was owed. So Mrs. Fields canceled the licensing agreement because they weren't being paid, and they were looking for other popcorn vendors, right? So they're like, okay, we have a contract for you. In order to use our name, you have to pay us money. Your plant burned down, so you're not making money. Therefore, we're canceling the contract because you can't pay us. However, the popcorn company felt like they, that Mrs. Fields couldn't cancel the contract because when the plant burned down, Mrs. Fields allowed them to not pay royalties for one month. They gave them, you know, a little bit of room. They're like, you know, you know you had a little accident, so we're going to give you some time to get some to get on your feet. 
However, after that, I'm sure Mrs. Fields expected some type of payment, and the popcorn company still wasn't paying them. So Mrs. Fields terminated the contract. Um, the popcorn company went to court and said basically that Mrs. Fields was not allowed to seek out other popcorn vendors because of this contract that they had with them. And initially, a court, um, the, the first court that they went to said that Mrs. Fields, they agreed with the popcorn company and said Mrs. Fields could not seek out other vendors because there was a likelihood that the popcorn company was going to win. So Mrs. Fields was out here, this company was using their name to make popcorn and was not paying Mrs. Fields their money, right? So Mrs. Fields appealed and they went, um, they went back to the court and then, um, they, they went to the court and they said, look, we let them pay late one time because they had a fire, but under no circumstances were we going to wait until they were totally back, you know, 100% for us to start getting our money. This is a licensing agreement. The whole point of this agreement is for us to make money for you using our name, for you to be allowed to use our name out there and not pay us money. Why does that benefit us? So the uh, appeals court agreed with them. So now Mrs. Fields is allowed to go find other people to um, to, to uh, license its name out for popcorn. So the reason why I chose this case is because it has to do one with trademarks and two with contracts. Ladies and gentlemen, when you have a contract, there is always something that must be done. And if one party doesn't do what they are contracted to do, you can opt out of your contract. So if I have a contract with you, Zephyrina, to, um, you know, make me cookies and in exchange for those cookies. Oh, no, let's say this. Let's say I have a contract with you, Zephyrina. I'm making cookies, and I want to put your name on my cookies. Zephyrina Cookies, because you're big out here in the cookie world. And then my kitchen burns down, and I can't make the cookies. Um, but then, you know, I'm trying to get things together. I'm making cookies here and there, but I'm still using your name. But you're not getting paid. Do you think that you should have to still honor your contract with me? Because I'm not paying you. I want, what, what's your answer to that? Or whoever else is watching on Facebook. So if I'm out here using your name and I'm supposed to pay you for the use of your name, but something happens where I just cannot perform my part of the contract, should that contract be canceled? I'm going to say yes, because usually contracts, yes. <laughs> yeah. Because usually contracts have a clause in there saying that if you cannot perform this, you know, this is good. This contract can be canceled. There's absolutely no way that Mrs. Fields, as a worldwide name, they're known out here in the treat business, is going to be let, is going to let you be out here using their name and they not get a cut. So the popcorn company is, um, has lost the, the right to use Mrs. Fields' name, but I'm sure that Mrs. Fields is not going to have a problem finding another popcorn vendor to make popcorn. Right, Zephyrina. You don't want me out here using your name, as beautiful a name as that is. I'm going to put Zephyrina all over my cookies and not going to pay you. <laughs> um, all right. So that is our uh, our cookie uh, story, right? The next story that we are talking about has to do with cab companies. Um, who even takes a cab in this day and age? If you have taken a regular cab, not an Uber, not a Lyft, you've taken a regular cab in the last six months, Give me a T in the comments for taxi or 
whatever. Yeah, if you take a cab or a taxi in the last six months, I'm not saying not an Uber, not a Lyft, not a Via, not a whatever service there is. If you take a taxi, give me a T in the comments, okay? Because, like, <laughs> you're welcome. Because, like, I, I see cabs out here, but it's like, Everybody I know takes Uber. I don't know anybody who really takes a regular cab these days, right? So, all right, while you guys are putting your, your things in the comment, I'm sure if, if you have not taken a taxi in the last six months, uh, just give me a zero in the comments. All right, Zephyrina has not taken a taxi in the last six months. All right? Okay. So, this is the story of Quicksilver Shuttle versus Quicksilver Cab. Um, so, uh, in this is all taking place in Kansas City. I actually went to Kansas City a few years ago. It's a cool little place. My sister was just out there for two weeks um, for work. She got a new job, and she was training out there. Um, Kansas City is great. It's known for barbecue. They got some great food out there, right? Um, not necessarily a place that I would want to live full-time, but a cool place to go visit. So, in Kansas City, there was a Pakistani immigrant by the name of Khalid Malik. He's still there, Khalid Malik. Khalid Malik built up, um, basically rose up in the ranks of a cab business over 18 years. He went from a driver to an owner of Quicksilver Shuttle. And Quicksilver, in this instance, is spelled Q-U-I-C-K-C-M, and then silver, right? So, uh, you know, 18 years, builds up this business, has, you know, a great following, great. Then out of the blue... A few years ago, this guy named Nicholas Saylor comes in and opens up his own cap company called Quicksilver, but it is spelled Q-U-I-K Silver, right? Unfortunately, Nicholas was not as diligent as Khalid Malik. His company had bad reviews um, for overcharging, for canceled rides, all this stuff. So Khalid Malik took uh, Nicholas Saylor to court for trademark infringement. So, you know, he bought the company, he got the name trademark, and, you know, this guy's out here basically using a similar name and is running his name into the ground. So, Khalid Malik says that because Nicholas Saylor started using this name that was only different by one letter, he lost 80% of his cab business in about six months. He was making about a million dollars a year when he finally got to the top, and he lost 80% of that. Um, and uh, and he spent a lot of money fighting this legal case. The problem is, um, oh, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So when we talk about brand dilution and brand confusion, this is what I'm talking about. If you have my um, trademark toolkit, I talk a little bit about it, but... If you have two people out here with similar names in the same industry, it is very easy for the public to become confused. The public is not going to do, you know, the work that it takes to, to differentiate one company from another company. So this company, the second Quicksilver, Nicholas Saylor's company, all these bad reviews keep coming up on TripAdvisor, on, they had a D-plus on the a Better Business Bureau, all this stuff. So anybody, if I'm looking up cab companies in Kansas City and I see the name Quicksilver come up and I see these, I'm, I don't care what Quicksilver it is. The moment I see Quicksilver, I'm going to think that's a terrible company. I can't use them. So 
Khalid Malik took Nicholas Saylor to court, right? Unfortunately, Nicholas Saylor and his family who run this company, they did not show up. Now, when you don't show up in court, there's something called a default judgment, particularly in these types of cases. So if somebody sues me for $100,000 and I go to court and that, and, and, no, and that person goes to court, yeah, it doesn't, and that person goes to court, thank you, I'm glad that makes sense. So if somebody sues me for $100,000 um, and I don't go to court the day that I'm supposed to go to court, the court will enter a default judgment, meaning because you didn't show up to defend yourself, we are automatically going to side with the plaintiff and we are going to um, put a judgment of $100,000 against you. So Nicholas Saylor and his family did not show up to, to their court date to face Khalid Malik. So the court entered a judgment against him for $507,000. That's over a half a million dollars. Now, that's not, that's not a, you know, the amount that Khalid Malik has lost in terms of the battle, but, you know, it's a significant amount. Not only did they enter a default judgment of $507,000, but they also said that he is no longer allowed to use the name Quicksilver. The problem is they can't find him or his family. They have tried to serve these people. Um, there have been eviction notices for the family, for apartments, but they are just in the wind, right? So my question to you as an audience is what do you think Khalid Malik can do to rebuild his business? Should he change the name? He spent 18 years building his business up. Has, should he, you know, try and find Nicholas Saylor himself? Because this guy is here trying to defend his business name, a business that he has built up, climbed up for over 18 years, and it was destroyed in a matter of months by an unscrupulous competitor who stole his name. So what can Khalid Malik do? The court is doing all they can in entering a judgment, but if the person who the judgment is entered in um, against isn't there or is just like in the wind, how are they supposed to enforce this? So what do you think he, um, um, Khalid Malik can do to, you know, get back his business? What do you think he should do? And I know that there's a little bit of a delay um, on uh, Facebook, so I'm going to give you guys a couple of minutes to put that in. But um, in the meantime, I want to let you know, if you ever have questions about the trademark concepts or the contract concepts that I'm talking about, uh, you can always pick up my trademark toolkit. It is an ebook. It is for $9.97 in my, um, my e-store. If you go to the link in my bio, linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm, I also put it in the notes for this broadcast. Um, you can pick it up for $9.97 right now. Um, at that link, you can also pick up my contracts ebook, which will also have my um, valid contract checklist so you know if your contracts are good or not. Zephyrina said, I think he should advertise and use social media in his favor. Okay, Zephyrina, but should he still advertise himself as Quicksilver? Because this other Quicksilver that was copying his name, they have these bad reviews on TripAdvisor. They have a bad rating with BB&B. So if I'm a person, I'm not really paying attention, and I just type in Quicksilver and I see the bad reviews, social media and advertisements might not be enough. Do you think that he should change maybe his business name? Do you think that he should, like, take a letter out in a newspaper and let people know that, you know, the two companies are different? What do you think that he can do? What do you think, girl? Uh, yes. Uh, all right. 
what do you think he should do? Um, yeah, uh, I thought I had it. I thought I had something. That's, uh, a note, but that is okay. Um, don't forget, those of you, if you come in later, it's the full um, broadcast is going to be up on YouTube forever. Um, you can check out the channel at the link in my bio, linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. All right, so thank you for your participation, Zephyrina. We have one more story before we head out, and it, is, it has to do with the title of uh, this show. Um, hold on. Zephyrina said something. I won't see what you said. Post in newspaper and definitely change his name. See, and this is why protecting your name is so important. Like, um, this is like this is why big brands they come after Etsy sellers and you know people doing little boutiques when they do you know whatever Chanel inspired or whatever things. Like the other day, I saw someone in a um, in a Facebook group. They posted a video of all of these you know designer fabrics that they bought for $40 a roll online. That is illegal. You can get sued for that. Using someone else's name, a name that they have spent money and time and resources building, that is illegal. People, uh, your name, it's just like, you don't want people lying on you out here in these streets using your name, right? That's the same thing with businesses. Businesses don't want you out here lying on their name because if you're using a Louis Vuitton logo but your product is not Louis Vuitton standard, people are, might start to think, oh, Louis Vuitton makes shoddy, um, shoddy uh, products and Louis Vuitton could lose money. So um, it's that's why people are, companies and people are very, um, you know, sue happy about their names. Some of them are a little more sue happy than others, but it is your job when you have a business name that you have, want to protect out here. It's your job to defend it because if you don't, things like this could ha happen. This man who was making a million dollars a year, hi New Haitian. This man who was making a million dollars a year lost his business in a matter of six months because someone used his name and had crappy business practices. Um, all right, all right, so. We're going to our last story of the day. Um, and this is the story of who is Chanel West Coast. Because when I posted this picture, I posted a picture of this lady in my social media. I said, who is she? Nobody knew. Um, I have heard the name Chanel West Coast, but I literally before today could not pick her up out of a lineup. Um, apparently she is a reality star and a performer. Um, and yes, so... If you have heard of Chanel West Coast, please give me a C in the comments. And then, um, if you have heard of Sharon Stone, give me a double S. We all know Sharon Stone, basic instinct, like, you know, with the white dress, all that. Um, but if you know who Chanel West Coast is, give me a C. And if you know who Sharon Stone is, give me a double S in the comments. Okay? And while you do that, I'm going to give you some background. So like I said, Chanel, Coast, Chanel West Coast is a reality star and performer, and um, she is being sued by Sharon Stone because Chanel West Coast has a song coming out called Sharon Stoned, S-T-O-N-E-D. Um, Zephyrina, oh, you know who Chanel West Coast is, and you know who Sharon Stone is. Okay, so Zephyrina, did you know that Chanel West Coast is supposed to be coming out with a song called Sharon Stoned? Um, anyway, so as Zephyrina gives us her answer, um, 
So Sharon Stone is suing Chanel West Coast for this song. Um, the song or the video treatment. Hello, Aga. I don't know how to pronounce your, your, your name. Can you please do it phonetically for me so I can greet you properly? Thank you. A-G-A-I-O-E-C. Agai. I don't know how to pronounce that. Anyway, so Sharon Stone is saying basically that um, Chanel West Coast is using her name to promote her brand and cannabis products, and she doesn't like it. Um, apparently in this song, you didn't know? Apparently in this song, Sharon Stone, um, Chanel West Coast says Sharon Stone's name a total of 33 times, her full name, Sharon Stone, and uses her first name 99 times um, in the song. And Sharon Stone is like, you know, I don't really, I'm not into cannabis. I don't like the fact that, you know, my name is being associated with cannabis products. How is it being cannabis, um, associated with cannabis products? Here's why. So the video that uh, Chanel West Coast is shooting has these iconic, you know, Sharon Stone moments like Basic Instinct, um, where Chanel West Coast is dressed up like Sharon. And there, there's um, products like, you know, um, rolling papers, things like that, uh, all sorts of, like, cannabis, uh, what do you call that? Cannabis accessories uh, that are promoted in the video. Um, here's the thing, though. Chanel West Coast is saying that Sharon Stone absolutely knew that she was doing this song. Not only that, Sharon Stone has been helping her with this song. Um, she said that... Uh, there, she she produced a picture of her and Sharon working together. She said, said that they had phone conversations um, about the song. They met in person. Um, yeah, they met in person. They had two dance rehearsals where Sharon was in um, was present, and she contributed ideas. Um, she said that Sharon Stone was actually supposed to actually was supposed to be in the video, but she pulled out unexpectedly the day of the shoot, and now she's suing Chanel West Coast. So I'm very confused at this because if you were involved in the making of this song and you knew it was being called Sharon Stone, and this woman is able to produce these pictures, how do you pull out the day of the video and you know start suing her for using your name? So, what do you guys think is happening here? Do you... um, because nobody knows who Chanel West Coast is. That is exactly why I labeled this uh, pod, this uh, episode, Who is Chanel West Coast? You know, like, her, everybody knows the name Sharon Stone. And for her to be naming her song Sharon Stoned, you know, it's kind of going to perk up some ears. Now... If Sharon Stone never had any idea this was coming out, I would be like, go girl, you know, sue her, get your money. But if Chanel West Coast is saying that Sharon Stone was involved in every step of developing this song and the video, what are you doing, girl? Um, so what do you guys think is happening here? Do you think that Sharon Stone is just being, maybe she got cold feet and she didn't want to be associated with cannabis? Do you think that Chanel West Coast is lying? What do you think is happening? Because I we don't have any updates as of yet. We just know that um, Sharon is suing and Chanel is saying, well, girl, you knew what was happening. So what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? 
Zephyrina, are you, um, if you're a Chanel West Coast fan, I, I don't know any of her music. I think that's a little past my, um, prime. Uh, but I think having a name like Sharon Stone that, you know, crosses genres, people love moves. Hi, Miss Whitney. Hi, K. Rousseau Apparel. Um, I think that that was probably what her goal was in, you know, and, and it was a good idea. If she did include Sharon Stone, that was a great idea to get her involved so that she could use this name. But my question to you is, Sharon Stone is now suing her for this song that Chanel says she was a part of every step of the way. So who do you think is at fault here? Who do you think is wrong? Do you think Sharon Stone is just being kind of like flighty and she changed her mind? Or do you think that Chanel like, is lying about this whole thing. Zephyrina said, that's a hard one. I've never heard her music, just seen her with Rob on TV. Who's Rob? Girl, I don't know who these people are. I'm old. You need to tell me. What TV is she on? <laughs> Miss Whitney, do you know who Chanel West Coast is? Um, we got Miss Whitney in Instagram right now. Yeah. So what, so who's, who, what's happening here? I mean, we're going to have to wait and see what happens with this lawsuit, but I'm very surprised because usually when you have stories of celebrities, you know, suing for people using their name, <laughs> Miss Whitney said, you know, Granny don't know. Um, usually when celebrities sue people for using their names, it's people who have no connection with them at all. But this person, Chanel West Coast is producing pictures saying we have, we had her at rehearsals and all this stuff. Um, Zephyrina Huckleby said, regardless, I feel Chanel should have asked for rights and got a contract if she wanted to use it. Zephyrina, I love you. I love you. Absolutely. Where is the contract? You should have had a contract with Sharon saying that you could use her name. Absolutely. Rob Derdrick on Fantasy Factory. Girl, you're speaking Cantonese to me right now. I have no idea who Rob Derdrick is or Fantasy Factory. I'm going to have to do some Googling. Yes, Chanel West Coast should have had a contract with Sharon Stone. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. She should have had a contract with Sharon Stone that she could produce, saying, yes, Sharon has agreed that we can use her name. Sharon has agreed to appear in this video. So unless a, a, a contract is produced, it's pretty much going to be Chanel's word against Sharon's. So who... Let's, let's just say that there is not a contract, right? Let's just say they didn't do their due diligence and there is not a contract. Who do you think might win in this, um, in this battle? Oh, that guy. Okay, he does that show on MTV. Okay, thank you. Okay. Okay. Um... Yes. But who do you think would, would win in this one? Because Ch Chanel Wesco seems to have all her stuff in order. She's got pictures of Sharon. She's got, you know, them. She said they had phone conversations. I'm sure she can pull up the phone conversations. She said that they had in-person meetings um, and dance rehearsals. Rob Dubs. Okay. <laughs> okay, my Facebook is not letting me see the gifts on a whole, so I'm going to have to re-watch this at the end to see all these gifts that you're sending me, but thank you. 
anyway, so we're going to have to wait and see what happens between Sharon and Chanel West Coast. Um, you know, this, um, and this actually might boost Chanel West Coast because this is the most that I've ever talked about her in my life. <laughs> so imagine what's doing for her career on a whole to be sued by Sharon Stone. Like they say, all press. Um, but yeah, so those are the stories that I had for you today. Again, for those of you who are regular watchers, I apologize for not getting on yesterday. Like I said, I would, um, but I just, I was not going to be able to give you all a quality show. And I also, you know, today I met the beautiful Zephyrina on here, who, you know, this is the first time I'm seeing her in a live stream. So, hey, girl, I'm looking forward to seeing you in the rest. Um, I will be back tomorrow at 8 p.m., I promise. Um, you know, I'm good Monday through Thursday. It's the weekends that get kind of dicey for me. But if you guys want to participate in the live show, join me here weeknights at 8 p.m., Facebook and Instagram. If you want to watch any of the back episodes, please um, go to my YouTube channel and you can watch those. The link for that is in my bio, linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. Um, have a great Sunday, guys. I'm not going to keep you too long because I know y'all got things to do and I got things to do too. I got to go twist this hair. <laughs> but um, have a great Sunday and I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Bye.